What's up, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. This one actually, so it's funny, I know I said yesterday that I was going to be getting away from the value thing, but I did recently do an interview that I really want to get out to you guys because I think there's a lot of t- ton of good stuff in it, and I think you'll find it interesting and valuable and a, a really good conversation. So I'm going to be uploading the interview that I did with Bojan. <laughs> Der Meech. Uh, I can't really uh, pronounce those exactly correctly, but uh, we'll get on the, the the call that I did with him, and you'll be able to hear from him. Interesting thing about him is he's actually uh, probably not someone necessarily more well known in our industry. He's 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 uh, newer to to web development, web design specifically, newer to Upwork and. He was in the same boat that I think a lot of people find themselves in, which is trying to get work over there, wanting really badly for it to work, for them to be able to kind of go all in on Upwork and and uh, get all of their business and all of their work there. I mean, it's kind of the the big dream of what you think about when you think about Upwork. And he started off struggling. He started off taking the approach of playing a numbers game, kind of the thing that a lot of people do, sending out all just a ton of different proposals uh, and was not having very good success. And then I had done a – he had found some of my videos where I talked about Upwork, had watched those, and then he had asked me if I would critique his profile. And so I did a critique on for his profile on YouTube. You may have seen that. And after that, I actually remember in the Discord server, I think if if he were honest, there was a part of him that was a little, you know, taken aback because I was pretty blunt with my critique. But to his credit, he took what I had told him. He made some of those changes. And I think more than that, what he learned from that process then took him... He, he kind of figured out some things that he was going to change about the way he was doing proposals. And as a result of that, he uh, he started having a lot greater success with the proposals that he was sending out and now is actually starting to get work and, and have a much better rate of getting contacted back from clients and so forth. And so he he basically outlines the things that he changed that went from him basically having one out of 30 people respond to him to going to two out of three respond to him. So about a 3% response rate to about a 60% response rate. So he outlines exactly what he did in order to do that. So that's the interview today. Uh, just a little cleanup. I, I'm, I know I mentioned that I want to try to do these every day. I should have been more specific. That doesn't include weekends. So I'll be back on Monday. I'm actually really excited. I have uh, we have tickets to the Nebraska game. Uh, well, here tomorrow, um, the Nebraska Husker game. So my brother, my brother actually, older brother works at an ISP. He's kind of the the director of everything now at the 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 ISP and so he gets a lot of little perks and stuff like that so he's got tickets and it's not just regular old tickets it's like this private level it's not quite the skyboxes but it's this private level uh it has this like own elevator access and these really kind of big seats where you you have tons of room and you have this 
kind of private indoor area. It's it's really cool the, the the little setup they have there. So we're going to that tomorrow. So I'm pretty much going to be out all day tomorrow. So I wouldn't even be able to do a podcast if I wanted to. But anyway, like I said, I'll be back on Monday, hopefully with a new episode. That said, let's go ahead and let's let's chat with Bo Boyan. So Boyan, thanks for coming on and. I'll I'll start off by maybe just having you kind of tell you tell the story a little bit, kind of like you did in the, in the Discord server the other day of of kind of your before after in a sense, like maybe what you were doing before the results you were getting, and then maybe the things you changed and and what you saw as results after that. All right. So first of all, hi John. Thanks for having me here. Um, yep. You know. It's been a long journey. I joined Upwork, uh, I think, one year ago, and I can't say really I had much success when I began. It was very hard simply because, number one, I didn't have much projects behind me, and number two, I didn't know how to make a good Upwork profile. Mm. And number three, I was writing very bad proposals, which means clients just won't hire me. Yeah. Now, what I think is that... Uh, you know, the clients are not uh, machines, you know. They don't look at data and say, this guy is the best. They look into their emotion. And there are some certain things, I think, that uh, clients really, really hate. And I was doing many of those things. So, first of all, I think I'm going to start with my profile. You know, John, you've mm -hmm. made a lot of videos about Upwork profiles, how we can make Upwork profiles better, how we can... Uh, start freelancing uh, without having any projects mm -hmm. whatsoever so you know those videos were really helping me and they made me think that I have to build credibility yes. so I had I had the great luck that uh, I developed a website for insurance company and I used that as my uh, starting point you know as something that I'm going to build my credibility with yeah, and just to jump in here, that's something to to really point out. First off, you're absolutely right. Credibility and trust is probably the biggest thing because they're about to spend however many hundreds or thousands of dollars. But what a, a lot of people know that, but what what they kind of what a, I see a lot of freelancers miss is they think, "Well, I don't have anything." And the the reality is is that you got to get really comfortable or you got to get really creative with uh, how you go about doing that and find things that now in your case, you happen to have a, an insurance company that you could lean on that was like you said, kind of lucky or handy. But even if you don't have that, there's all sorts of things, even if you've gone through college and college experience and, and things that you've done there, you can lean on, you just have to get a little creative and realize that it's absolutely imperative that you have some sort of credibility. So just want to jump exactly. in there, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, well, um, I used that to build my credibility, but if I didn't have insurance company, I think I would have made some kind of simple websites, something like HTML mm -hmm. themes, and just release them for free. Because it's important to have something. You, you can't yes. say you are an expert, because there are 20 other people who are applying to those jobs that actually have projects, that actually have reviews, you know, they have everything, they beat you on every single criteria you have upwork is a game it's 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 very it's a, a game where you play where 20 players play and only one player wins <laughs> exactly the one the one who gets the job and 
to win this game, you you have to win clients' trust. And to win clients' trust, you you have to stand behind by everything you say, you know. And so what I did is I really wasn't making a great Upwork profile simply because I listed all kinds of technologies that I supposedly knew. Um, I told people I'm an expert when I didn't have any kind of projects. Um, you know, my proposals were extremely bad and, you know, after applying for over 30 jobs, I only got one, mm. you know, that's, and uh, I spent a lot of time actually, you know, finding these jobs and writing them proposals while actually not getting jobs and that's bad. And I have to say, I really lost some confidence in myself. You know, I started questioning: Should I? Should I be here? Should I just find another website? Should I try to find local clients and not go on global market? So then I basically just googled, you know, like last chance, and I found your videos, and I started, you know, changing some things up. But you know, after changing my profile, things got a little bit better, but things got really good when I finally decided to completely change the way I write proposals. Mm. So my proposals used to be a copy pasting, you know. I just wrote one proposal where I listed how I'm a good worker, how I'm a hardworking guy, how I can speak English, how, you know, I will give my best to to make the best project ever, you know, but yeah. And that's Those a, proposals are bad because clients a, really can recognize copy-pasted content, and yeah. that's bad. That and that's a really common approach that people take. Is <laughs> I know these languages. I'm you know, I'm a hard worker. I'm reliable. This, that, and the other. Like that's the the clients. It's not only copy-paste, but that's the same kind of story that literally every freelancer over there is sending them in <laughs> their proposals. <laughs> so it's hard to really stand out that way. Yeah, and um, so I decided to completely flip what I was doing. You know, I had still like a template which I used to write my proposals, but they weren't just copy-pasted for every client, you know, because the clients have to think that you are actually writing them a brand new proposal from scratch. They want to feel special. They want to feel like you really, really, really care about their project, that you are very interested, you know, and when you have that approach, the client will think, oh, this guy is different. Look, he's he's not just another copy-paste freelancer. He's better, and yeah, that's that that that's the whole point. So basically, this is how I do it, did it. First of all, you say a greeting, you know, and usually what I do is I say I see that you need help creating something. So if a client is looking for a blog, you say you need help creating a blog. If he needs to create a website for his company, you need a website for your company. So it, that part is important because you actually show that you read the whole thing and then you, you didn't just copy and paste your proposals. You actually read the thing, you know what he wants and you know you, that, that feeling itself uh, 
makes client think that you are the guy who he can trust with. Yeah, it makes them feel special and also you know, mo again, most of the other pro proposals they're getting are probably going to be copy paste and feel make them feel like they didn't they didn't read the the actual job spec or, or or whatever. And so again, it's it's you make them feel special, you make them all that, but you also just stand out from everybody else. Right? You just look different. And it, it Exactly. And that's I mean half the battle in a site like Upwork where like you said they have 20 or 30 other people who who are bidding on the same job as you are. Yeah, you know, and for my last project there were about 15 people, 10 to 15 people who wrote proposals. I wrote my proposal and the client basically chose me after 3 minutes. I get 3 messages. First messages hmm. I'd like to hire you, you know, second messages I'm going to sleep, but here's an offer. And he immediately sends an offer for contract and he puts half of the amount in the escrow. So that means, you know, he already decided who's he, who is he going yeah. to hire. Yeah, they're and hungry. They're hungry for good developers over there. Of course they are. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of freelancers think that the clients over there are just horrible and bad and this, that, the other, but they're as hungry for good developers as you are for good clients. And a lot yeah, of this of is just getting out of each other's way and speaking to people just on a human level, you know? <laughs> so Yeah, exactly, you know, and so first of all, what you should write after you need help creating a website is I can help you with that and I can start right away. That means, you know, if I, he gets a message, if I choose this guy, he's going to start working on this project this second, mm -hmm. you know, and that's great because, you know, clients usually want their jobs to be uh, completed as soon as possible. It's, it's 21st centuries. People are busy. People don't have time. People are not patient. And you really have to show it that you can be faster than others. Yeah, yeah I agree. Now, I agree. Speed is a huge... I mean, speed is one of, I call it the X factor. You, Everything else could be the same. And if you can deliver just a, even slightly faster, the people will go with you. And they'll not only go with you, they'll kind of rave to all their friends about, about you, about how quickly you got something done. It's a huge, huge, huge factor. Yeah, exactly. Now, what you should do next in your proposal is basically uh, list all the projects, previous projects that are in any way relevant to the project that client wants. So if the client wants you to create him a WordPress plugin, you should say, I developed these WordPress plugins. And you put like one, two, or even one, two, three plugins that you made. So the client knows, oh, this guy has already done things like this before. You know, it's not going to be a problem. You should also uh, describe exactly you know the biggest challenges the features of those projects uh you know you have to this way you build credibility and trust you know client gets the message oh okay this guy he can do it because he did that mm -hmm. you know it's not just empty words it's it's words with proof yeah it's it's not saying like so this is one of the things that i try to communicate and i thought you did really well in uh your proposal was People will try to say, they'll make statements, I'm 
I am reliable or I am experienced or I'm good at building X plugins or X type of projects, right? But those those don't have, I mean, anybody can say that. What yeah. really what really affects clients, what really makes you believable and positions you as an expert that they can trust and want to trust is when you can point to facts, when you can point to things, like you said, things you've actually done that show that demonstrate it's about it's about demonstrating not telling you demonstrate i know how to write these uh let's say wordpress plugins because i've written six other wordpress plugins and three of them do a very similar thing to what you want me to do with your site and so uh when you when you take the mindset from telling to demonstrating that's when you can really start writing stuff that that is compelling for clients that's believable that makes that builds your credibility and 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 makes them trust you so what you're saying i mean those listening what he's saying right here is real i just want to point that out it's really critical yep and um so for my uh case you know the client wanted uh, some kind of advanced blog applications you know he wanted a website where he can write blogs, where he can have several different user types, uh, where the users could actually post their own things. So something like a mini social network. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I wrote him. I have recently developed a complex web applications. It allowed him to create and edit his users, to search them. You know, he thinks, all right, I'm going to need those things too, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why... It's important. So stating your previous projects is really, really important. So and the next thing, the next thing is, you know, you have to have this aggressive nature. You know, you're not begging the client to hire you. You are, you are actually kind of making him hire you. And this is how you can do it. So you just use will instead of would. So for your project, I will be using. Mm-hmm. What that means is it's a technique. Basically, you just tell him. You just uh, act like you've, you've already been hired. You know, that's, that's very important, I think, because it makes you feel, it makes client think that you have very high self-confidence. Yeah. And then the, the client actually begins to trust you because you are so confident. Yeah. You know, In- that's like, that's like, you know, going outside and seeing some girl and you know if she looks confident if she looks you know successful you're gonna think she is and same thing is with (laughs) freelancers and clients right yeah in in you know i did a lot of face-to-face sales for a lot of years and got pretty good at it and in in that world they call it assuming the sale so you would just the language you would use would be assumptive. You would just assume that they were going to get it. And then you would be like, if they said no, it was almost like you were shocked. Like what really? And what it does is it's the, 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 the way the technique works is people tend to, when you're in a, when you're in an interaction, I'm going to probably get a little too nerdy here, but when you're in an interaction with another person, what rapport is, is usually one person will start to almost kind of mimic the behavior of the other person. And so as a salesperson, what you wanted was you wanted, 
you wanted to get your your prospect essentially mimicking your behavior and there are techniques for doing that and so forth in in face to face sales but once you have that happening then when they they start to mimic you a little bit and you have that rapport you would start to be assumptive about the sale which would cause them to be assumptive about the sale and by the time you got to actually asking for the sale it was already kind of a foregone conclusion and that's exactly what you're you're talking about here is you're assuming the sale and it 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 lets off that confidence it also gets their mind thinking in those terms of like i'm already going to hire this this person and it's exactly. a very very effective technique yeah and you know another thing you can do to build trust when writing proposals is give clients advice mm. you know what you can do is you can just explain why are you using the technologies that you wanted to use. So why are you using, for example, the bootstrap framework? You're using it because it will make a website responsive. It will take less time to make, you know, those things. In my case, I advised my client against using WordPress because I feel it was too bloated and it had too many unnecessary code that would slow down his website. And I think he really liked that part because it shows to him that I actually care and I'm not selfish about giving advice, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a little bit of value that he gets and that he'll benefit from. So... Yeah, it's almost that like is, a, it's almost it's, like a sample. It just makes client go one step towards you, towards hiring you, and yeah. that's what matters. It's almost like you're giving them. It's like when you go to the grocery store and you get a sample of like a little sausage, and you taste it, <laughs> and if you like it, you're like, oh, well, I want more. And a big part of what you do as a developer, or as a freelancer, isn't just building something for somebody it's your advice along the way here's a really good example it the when i did the project that i did for the small business uh owners council for ink magazine we went through that project and i built the i mean i built the membership site for them but when we got all done the guy that i was working with and this was a best-selling author this was a fairly well-known guy a smart guy, a guy who probably in his mind thinks he knows a lot. The thing that he said to me when we got done wasn't, thanks for getting this done. Thanks for getting, it wasn't anything to do with the build. His exact words were, thanks for all your wisdom on this project. And the because the thing that he valued most wasn't necessarily that I built it and built it fast. It was everything it took in terms of my experience and my knowledge to be able to get to the point where we could build it and build it fast, which was the thing that he had been lacking up to that point. So a big part of what you do as a freelancer isn't just building stuff for people. It's the wisdom that you bring to the table. And if you're new and inexperienced, you may not have as much as someone who's more experienced, but almost always because you know the technical part of things, you're going to have more wisdom in that specific area than the client that that you're working with. And so giving that advice is like in in your proposal is like giving them a sample, a little chunk of that sausage of the wisdom that you can ultimately bring to the table. And again, it's demonstrating 
It's not saying I'm wise. It's giving, actually giving them a relevant, valuable piece of advice and demonstrating them, demonstrating exactly. it to them. You know, another thing I would really recommend everyone to do is always tell clients, you know, what the process from beginning the project to the end will go. The reason for that is the clients actually feel some kind of fear. You know, they're going to spend the money. They, they're going to spend their time waiting for someone to complete the project they wanted. You know, it's, it's really important to them. So how you can do it is you can just tell them, all right, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And that's how we're going to go with this project. So what I did in my case is basically told them, first of all, we're going to chat about this project. Then I'm going to do the design. Then if you like the design, I'm going to do the code. And then you're going to have a look and give your feedback, make some small changes, and publish the website. It's nothing complicated. It's like five to six sentences. Mm -hmm. But it really makes client uh, trust you more because, you know, he, he's not going to get surprised. That's how it's going to be. And I never actually used to do that before. And... The clients, when they would talk to me, they would ask me, you know, how are you going to do this? Which technologies are you going to be using? Why, you know? So I just answer all of these questions directly in yeah. the proposal. And that's, that, that's really important. I think so. Yeah, it's about, it's about fear of the unknown, right? We all have a fear of the unknown, especially when you're about to spend a significant amount of money on <laughs> the unknown. So the more you can make it unknown... The more you can just to tell them exactly what the process is going to be. That's why, I mean, honestly, that's why clients look so heavily at portfolios when they evaluate uh, a freelancer because it's some sense of, it gives them some sense of what their finished product might look like. And so in this case, you're just giving them a fear, uh, re relieving the fear of unknown about the actual process to get to the end product. So your portfolio tells them about the end product, you're laying out your process here tells them about what that process is going to be like. And it just helps deal with the fear of unknown. And again, it's, you always have to, it's always relative to what everybody else is doing, right? Most of the other, we've talked probably about five or six things here so far. Most yep. of the other developers that are, are sending them proposals probably aren't going to do any of these, or if they do, it might be one or two. So by you, going through and doing four, five, six of these things, you're just, you're going to look so different and appeal to them so much more than everything else that they're seeing. That's why it, 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 it can work so well because you're just stacking these things up that really just make you uh, super appealing. Yeah, you know, because I'm not really, as you said, I'm kind of beginner at all of the subwork thing. I have so far only two projects completed on Upwork and those were for the same client. So I had only one client on Upwork before I got this one. So it's not like I had a great profile, I had a great portfolio that that it ultimately decided that I'm going to be hired. I think it was like 70% it was the proposal. And I just want to state this thing is at the end, you, you shouldn't just say, have a nice day or res respectfully or anything like that. You should like try to keep the conversation going. Like 
you, you should imagine that you are with that person face to face and you should ask them, do you have any questions for me? You know, do you have any questions for me? Is everything, you know, do you understand everything? That kind of thing, you know, it, it makes the client want to answer you. You know, it's, it's, it's again, the psychological thing. And most of these Upwork processes that we go through, such as talking with clients, getting hired and stuff, it's all just psychology. Mm -hmm. So having the question at the end, do you have any questions for me, really makes them want to answer you and actually ask you something. Yeah. It puts the ball back in their court. Like they have to, now it's, it's almost like you're expecting some sort of response from them and just people just feel natural just feels natural for people to to want to answer something like that. So having gone kind of gone through this, I want to just maybe step back big picture wise for just a second. So you were doing when it came to your proposals, you were you, as you mentioned, you were doing uh doing it a different way before and and you had, you know, mentioned thought maybe uh making some mistakes there and you had you had applied to 30 different jobs and got one. So that was kind of your results there. Now we've talked only about one reply. Yeah. Only, only one. one reply and one job, you know, so no one even considered me other than that one client. Right. So now we've talked about everything that you changed. So you can, can you talk a little bit about what the results have been since you made these changes in terms of how many clients you've sent out proposals to and the sort of responses you've got back and so forth. Of course. So I actually made these changes pretty recently. You know, I made them like two weeks ago. And uh, so far I sent three proposals. Uh, I got uh, two answers. So out of three proposals, two clients answered to me. Uh, I actually rejected one client because he had an impossible deadline and <laughs> I got hired by the second one. The third one who didn't uh, answer me actually didn't hire anyone. You know, when I look at the job posting, he still, it's still an open job. You know, he still didn't hire anyone. And, uh, you know, so it, it we can't really say that I did something bad there because the client obviously didn't choose anyone. So actually having two out of three clients get back to you, is it, it, it's, it's impressive. I mean, if you do that, you're going to get a job sooner or later. Yeah, it's you, not questionable. Yeah, you're, you're going to spend a, and you're going to spend a lot less time bidding on jobs and a lot more time actually working on jobs. And, and earning money. Yeah, and, and getting paid as a result. So... And you know, of course, as you go on, you'll kind of you'll kind of start to see uh, it'll kind of fluctuate in terms of what your response rate is. But I mean, I think it's it's pretty obvious. And I, I know for you, because and I because I've been through this, and for you, it it may only be three so far because you recently made this change. But it's probably, I would guess, pretty obvious to you the difference between what you were doing before and what you're doing now. Like you don't have any question that going forward, you're just going to get a lot, a lot better response rate as you continue to do this, I would imagine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause it, yeah, you just, you just completely, uh, you can just immediately tell the difference. So, <sighs> yeah, all right. I mean, getting, you, you can actually go to Upwork and go to the, 
profile and then you go find work and you find my stats and if you if I go to my stats in the recent time all of these bars are above average mm. so I got viewed above average I got interviewed above average number and I got hired above average hmm. so and you know people didn't even bother to reply to me back then and now you know I, I'm actually hired you know it's it's impressive so what I want to do is maybe just we've kind of talked about a lot of things maybe come back and and recap the approach really succinctly in terms of when it comes to writing the proposal you kind of talked about okay the first thing you should write is this the second thing you should write is this the third thing that you should write is this so maybe you know kind of want to keep this this interview you know succinct but maybe we can kind of do a little bit of a a recap of exactly what what those those steps are so i can start off and then maybe if you want to want to jump in but the first thing i remember you mentioning was that you should kind of call out or you should should say hey you know my name is boyan and i can absolutely work on uh, your project and in that calling out the things that they mentioned that they want built in their their job specs so that they know that you read their description yeah it's very important and also you should add that you can start immediately and it will be no problem to make you know mm -hmm. and then okay so then from there what again just to recap for everybody so they can get a succinct what would be the next thing after that the next thing would be to note your actual past experience you know provide some proof that you can really complete the project that the client wants okay next and next thing is uh, you should tell the client which technologies are you going to be using why um, also we we talked about how it's important to use assumptive you know to assume that we're gonna mm -hmm. get a job you know by using will instead of would etc and the next thing is we should give advice to the client you know any kind of advice you know like advice why we should use some technology why we should not use the other technology things like that to make you build trust okay next thing is uh the future pacing so basically you tell the client how the process exactly is going to go you know we have to explain to the client we we have we are going to go through these stages number 1 talk number 2 design number 3 code number 4 feedback and number 5 publishing the website so that way the client does not have that fear of the unknown that is very very important and uh, next you should have a nice ending by asking them to reply to you by telling them do you have any questions for me and we already talked about why. Yep. All right, man. Well, I I really appreciate you coming on and talking about all this. I really, uh, when you, you kind of told your story, it really just kind of stuck out to me because it sounded like you'd made a real conscious effort to kind of do things differently, which is really hard for a lot of people to do, especially in with what we do, because a lot of us, and I'm completely guilty of this, don't get me wrong. We, you know, we're, we tend to, tends to attract people that are smarter, that 
kind of know or think they're smarter. And so we kind of tend to assume (laughs) that what we're doing must be the right way. And so to make that change and say, okay, whatever I'm doing now doesn't seem to be working the way I want it to. I'm going to make, like you said, a wholesale change in how I I do something that really takes a lot of guts. Uh, So I just, I mean, I just, I guess, well, for what it's worth, I want to commend you for doing that. And and hopefully you continue to see the success and the results from, from doing that because, you know, obviously you absolutely deserve that. So, yeah, thank you. All right, so that's my interview with Boyan. Hopefully you got uh, got some of that and, and a little more insight in how do you can go about doing your proposals. Now, we talked a lot about proposals, and he kind of mentioned this at the beginning with his profile, but the other side of, of beyond the proposals, but really the two big things that you have to, I think, the kind of skills that you have to master when it comes to Upwork are how you go about writing your proposals, which he gave you a ton on that, but also your profile, because when you when you send a proposal out, people are going to click on your profile. And so your profile has to do a good job of selling them on your services. But it's not only that. If you've never looked at Upwork from the client side of things, really what it ultimately is for the client is just a search engine. And you just type into a search box what you need help with and the list of freelancers come up. So your profile not only has to do a good job of selling people on your services when they click on your profile, it also has to rank. It has to do a good job of ranking in those searches in the first place so that it even comes up in those listings. And then it also has to look good on the actual search results page so that people will want to click on it. And then once they get on it, then sell, sell them on your service. So it has to accomplish a number of different things. And I think most freelancers tend to focus on the once someone clicks on it, selling them on their services part. Like I think most people understand that, but maybe not so much about showing up in the rankings, about making the listing be something that people want to click and, and that sort of thing. And so... In my Upwork 101 course, I ta- I have a whole section on this where I talk about building your profile. And now you can get my Upwork 101 completely free. It's over on Skillshare. You just sign up for the two-month free trial over there, um, johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Sign up for the trial, and you'll get access to the entire course, my PHP 101 course, the 17,000 other courses that they have on there. You get access to all of it. And if you cancel before the trial is up, then you never pay a dime and you get all of that training for free. So you can get it absolutely free if if you want to. But in that in that course, I talk specifically about the things you need to do and think about in order to rank. What your title should say, what your tag should be, what you should write specifically. There's a three kind of three part process or or three sections that you should cover in your overview and only those three sections. And we talk about how to write your overview so it not only sells your services but also helps you to rank in those search uh, those search listings. What tests you should take, your certifications, what your portfolio should look like, all of that. We just everything you need to know about building your profile to be a, uh, to show up in search rankings, to be attractive in those listings, and then to sell people on your services once they click on it. And it's specifically targeted towards you if you don't have a bunch of portfolio items. You're maybe brand new to Upwork or brand new to freelancing altogether. So you don't have a bunch of client history. 
You don't have a bunch of portfolio items. You don't have a job history. You don't have job success for it. You have no rank over on Upwork. And you're starting from scratch. And either you're just getting into it and you want to do it right. Or maybe you've tried it in the past and struggled with it. And it's something that you're like, man, if I could get that to work, though, it could be good. That's what it's targeted towards. How to handle all of that stuff and still be able to show up in those search rankings really higher than you probably should. Um, just by understanding how those their their algorithms work. So anyway, again, that's what I go into inside of that course. It's the other side kind of of what Boyan talked about. You couple those two things together with everything he talked about, proposals, you add in the profile stuff, and I, I really believe that you can have some great success over on Upwork with just even just those two things. There's other things to talk about, but even just those two things, I think you could have some really great success. So Again, thanks to Boyan. If you want to check out Upwork 101, johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, it's absolutely free over there for you. Uh, and that'll that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching. If you liked the episode, be sure to hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't. And we'll talk to you later.